Four Down Territory is back. Recapping week three, we're here for our fourth episode. My name is Sam. I'm here with my co-host, Miles. Hello. And as a Ravens fan, yourself being a Broncos fan, it has been a bad week. (laughs) It has been a bad week. Agonizing. Yeah. We uh, we joked about not wanting to come and do an episode this week. <laughs> Obviously, we're here anyway. There's lots else going on in the league to cover. Um, and we can get over some losses. I mean, oh, three-point losses, losses, 50-point losses. What's the difference? Uh, What's the difference? <laughs> Before we dive into our weekly recap, we're going to start. We've got a new segment starting this week. We're going to carry on throughout the weeks. We're going to go with stat of the week. I'm uh, excited because you've got this, and I don't know what this is going to yeah, be. Yeah, we've so. pulled up. Pulled up some funny, stupid, uh, exciting <laughs> stats, whatever. We'll get a new one every week. Uh, you'll hate my one this week because, unfortunately, it's about the Dolphins. Um, Why? <laughs> but more specifically, it's about Tua Tagovailoa. I don't know if you've seen this. Um, so through the first three weeks of this season, uh, he started 3-0. and He's completed 72 of 101 passes with an 8-2 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. So, you know, he's come off hot. Scary good. Last season, 2022, he started 3-0. and He completed 72 of 101 passes, and he had a passing touchdown to interception ratio of 8-2. Really? Identical starts wow. for back-to-back years. Oh, my uh, God. Like, that's not even like a... Did he, that's impressive and just weird. Did he face the worst defense in the league last year? As well as his first <laughs> I wonder. Game. Well, I'll tell you what, actually, week two, he played the Ravens and he dotted them up. So, yeah, yeah we've go. both oh, had the pain God. like back-to-back years. Yeah, painful. Yeah. That's crazy, though. I no, didn't, I didn't crazy. Yeah, and it's just, just a weird, yeah, just like a weird coincidence that he's just had, like, and just not just the touchdown to interceptions, but the same amount of pass attempts, the same amount of completions. It's like, wow. Yeah. So that's our, that's our interesting stat of the week. I, I, I've got I've got one. You got could, one too. Yeah. I've got one that could lead into the fir- the first game of the week. Okay. So Thursday night football was between the the Niners and the Giants, and my one was that if you bet on Christian McCaffrey every single week. So let's say when when was the first he played the Rams in his first game, didn't he? Like in uh, what was it last season? Last trade season, deadline. yeah. If you bet a hundred pounds for that first game that he scored a touchdown and then rolled over that hundred pounds. You would be on seventy-eight thousand pounds if you <laughs> rolled on that bet for any time touchdown scorer being Christian McCaffrey. That's crazy. Yeah, he's had that streak going yeah, a while. How many mental. games has it been now? Oh, eleven. Is it eleven games? Something, something yeah. mental. But yeah, he is just. Oh, he's just so. I, it, that scheme fits him so well. Absolutely, it plays to all, all his strengths, and he just he fits in so well there. And he and you can tell he just he's just elevated that offense. I mean, we've seen like most have success there and Elijah Mitchell had success there, but, but that, that, that running back position gravy. was made for, that, that scheme was made for him. Everything has been designed around him and it looks so good. It really does. Yeah. I think there was a lot of talk on third or Friday morning for us, especially on Twitter that, you know, Purdy for MVP. Why can't we be talking about Christian McCaffrey being well, MVP? And I said this, I'll tell you what, episode one, I said this, didn't yeah, I? Did. I said we would put him down as offensive, uh, offensive player of the year. But, you know, he could be the first non-QB MVP we've had in a while. And I could see it happen. Yeah, since Adrian Peterson. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Following he, in the yeah, footsteps. He's, he's been fantastic. I mean, oh, he didn't get he didn't get 100 yards rushing, but 100 yards total yeah, exactly. uh, for the day. Even if he's, like, less impactful in the running game, his receiving ability is so yeah, strong that he just he'll help in any way he can. Yeah. I, I mean, I whoever's coming up against the Niners, if... 
that the the, the threats they have is is so hard to they're game stacked. plan for. But if there's one person that I double over anyone on that offense, it'd be Christian McCaffrey. I don't yeah. care what happens. I'm factoring him in way more than than Ayuk, Debo, Kittle. He's a scary threat to have. Yeah, he really is. Continuing on with the Giants Niners game, uh, the Niners beat the Giants thirty to twelve. I mean, we expect the Niners to win. Yeah, we, we expected did. them to roll over the Giants a bit. <laughs> Giants' offense continues to disappoint. Man. They, they, I, I have to say, they did have a lot of injuries. They did. They missing did, yeah. obviously Saquon, missing their starting left tackle uh, Andrew Thomas. You know, so that's obviously a huge letdown. But I mean, you can't. They 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 had what twenty yards rushing in total. I mean, that's just abysmal. There's no help to Daniel Jones there. Yeah, he he, he doesn't. I mean, we talked about last year them not having any not having any weapons. Yeah. Uh, Waller's coming this year, but outside of that, you can, you know, who else does he have to throw the ball to, really? I mean, Slayton was their leading receiver with yeah. 32 yards. Yeah. That's really, it's I not, mean, that's tough. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Daniel Jones only had, he didn't even have 150 in the air, 137 in total. Oh. You know, it's it, it's painful for the Giants at the moment. Um, I think the thing that annoys me with Waller as well is that he seems to be still be getting targets, though. Yeah. So, like, seven targets, but then only three receptions for 20 uh, there, yards. There was obviously the, the huge clip of... It, you can't overthrow a six-foot-six six tight end yeah. when it's wide open. Yeah. I mean, that, it, he's going to be your main outlet for, for that offense. He's uh, With Saquon gone, you, you've got to at least be feeding your, your main target, and Daniel Jones just hasn't done that throughout the first three weeks, so he needs to step up in that department. Moving on to the Niners' side of the ball, uh, their offense clicking, as usual. Purdy with another strong game, 310 yards, through two touchdowns. And also Debo, Debo back looking like his old self. Yeah, what was it, 20, 21 yards average or something like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, getting a touchdown as well. Also nice to see Kittle involved. Yeah, Kittle. I feel, I feel like Kittle's been a bit quiet to start the season, so, yep. you know, nice to get what we have, what, 80 yards, 90 yards, something 90 like yards, that. yeah, yeah seven receptions for 90 yards. Yeah, so good. Nice to see him back. Obviously, McCaffrey's so crucial in, in both the rushing and, and receiving. Uh, even uh, Jennings getting involved as well. <laughs> it's yeah. Like, even with Ayuk out, they've just got so many weapons. They can distribute the ball yeah, about. And scary. That, that's the thing. Like, you see these teams which lose uh, lose one of their top targets, and you can really see the offense struggle without them. You notice the hole that they leave behind. Yeah. Niners just have production from other people. Yeah, they can so just make it work. Even on defense, you <laughs> you look at the weapons they've they've got. Uh, Hufunga, who obviously got the interception. Yeah. They've got Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. It's just. The list goes on. They're loaded. Yeah, they're loaded so everywhere. Good. So so good. They 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 seem to be the consensus uh, number one team in the league at the yeah, moment. They've got to be. Uh, you look at you look at any NFL rankings this week. There is no team that should be number one apart from the 49ers. No, absolutely. Yeah. One bright spark for the Giants could be seeing Kayvon Thibodeau get his first sack of the year. Really, um, it's only his first. Yeah, it's only his first. He he's actually because he's had a very disappointing st- start to the season. Because uh, it's only he's only had seven combined tackles on the year. Um, wow. And for a guy that obviously rookie season last year, yeah, he was dominant. he was the focal point of that Wink Martindale defense. And just this year, he just hasn't looked like he did in his rookie season. No, but you've got to remember they've got so many weapons on that defensive line. They've got Dexter Lawrence. They've got Leonard Williams. All three of them can make an impact to the game. You, yeah. I mean, Dexter's probably one of the best left uh, left tackles. Dexter's probably one of the best defensive tackles in the league. He was able to. He must have got about seven tackles in the game. He, he was the one real threat to stop in that Christian McCaffrey rushing game. Um, the problem is the Niners just like to use speed to get to the edge, yeah, don't they? Yeah. So Any it really run. negates the inside pressure brought by Dexter. Yeah, massively. Let's talk about that Lions Falcons game and how good the Lions look still. 
they looked better. They got back. I mean, they were, they weren't bad last week, were they? But like at least getting back on track in the win column. Yeah, massively. I mean, Jared Goff had a had a solid game. The the interception again is just a bit concerning. Um, but Jameer Gibbs featured massively. Um, yeah, really stepped up with Montgomery definitely out now. Um, able to get eight, eight yards on the ground is huge. And then Armand Ra as well, another hundred yard game. He's oh, he's, he's so he's, good. He's keeping it up, isn't he? I think yeah. that's the thing is. One of the things I've always really liked about him is the consistency. He doesn't seem to be one of these players that has like 150 one week and then 20 yards the next. He just mm-hmm. keeps it consistent. He's always finding spots in the defense. He's getting open. And and he's just that that number one target for yeah. Goff. But how about the number two target for Sam Goff? Sam Laporta. I know you're excited about <laughs> this guy. Yeah, I love him. Uh, is this his first touchdown? First yeah, NFL first touchdown? touchdown of his career. But he's been my guy on fantasy. I picked him up in the draft, like really late in the draft. I thought he was going to be quite a key part of that offense and so so glad that he is you know had a huge game um about time he got the touchdown he's he's gone above his um what is it expectation no he's 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 gone above his receiving line set in the bet in every single week um he's just been such a key part of that offense and i wouldn't be surprised if next week his line set at least 50 yards every time he's going over yeah i mean you could see in week one he was sort of split in that position with brock wright but i think it's quite clear that laporte is the uh, more impactful player especially in the passing game i mean eight receptions you add him in with amon ra they've just got now two really strong options with that passing game they only threw the ball to four different players really yeah so it was armon ra sam laporte uh Khalif Raymond yep. and then uh, Jameer Gibbs got the one reception so only four wow. guys no Josh Reynolds getting no Josh involved Reynolds, yeah. yeah it's kind of a weird one I, I don't know who the backup tight end is but again Brock Wright. yeah, Brock, yeah. Oh, sorry Brock Wright you know the 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 full focus is on Armand Ra and Sam Laporte is what it seems uh, on defense as well we've got to talk about Aiden Hutchinson another big game two sacks showing that he is the key part of that defense got that fumble and the fumble recovery yeah. as well but to be honest as much as I love Hutchinson I'll tell you my player of the week defensive player of the week is that Branch? Brian Branch yeah what a pick he was in the second I, round this year I mean 11 tackles three for loss two pass breakups and I don't know if you saw it but he had he had a um, snap lined up one-on-one with Drake London. I mean, we're talking about a, a first-round receiver yeah. and locked him up. It was, locked it was, him up. He, was, was 11... he gave him no separation and yeah. he just stepped in, broke up the pass. I'll I tell you what, top. He, he's. I think he is uh, probably top three in that Rookie of the Year conversation. Yeah, easily, easily. I mean, he's one of the rising safeties in the league. He was yeah. all over the field. He was fantastic. Yeah, and uh, especially with Gardner Johnson uh, now done for the year it's looking like with a torn peck yep. he had to step up and he did and i think the lions found a good one do you want to talk about your guy uh, desmond ridder bit of a struggle again he uh he was the one to watch and so far he's been the one to disappoint <laughs> sadly um <laughs> yeah it's been tough yeah i mean falcons have scraped their way through the last two games uh and you know a win's a win but coming into this game and putting up six points is not what you want to see no. ridder yeah not you, good. You uh, can't put the blame all on Ritter as well. Uh, the run game is also terrible. Run game um, was... For, for a team that's supposed to be a rushing offense yeah. as well, you can't have uh, two lead backs with 3.3 yards <laughs> per carry and 1.7 yards per carry Algier had. Yeah. And and to be honest... Uh, actually, no, don't worry. That was receiving. Really a poor game from him. Uh, and yeah, just being, like, like we say, being a rushing offense and having 44 rushing yards as a team. Mm-hmm like your offense is going to struggle. Yeah. I mean, the offense struggled, but also the defense struggled. There was only real one bright spark on defense being Jesse Bates. Again. 
Yeah, definitely looking like he's worth the money that they paid for him this year. What he had eleven tackles combined. Got obviously got the interception on Goff as well. Um, but you expect more from the secondary, especially when it features AJ Terrell. You can't give up all them yards. I mean, what Armand Ra another hundred yard gain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sam Laporta, no help from the safeties. It felt like more the linebackers were covering. They just couldn't do enough. You look at Ridder getting sacked seven times. So offensive line having a bad day. Really, just like a com- a total team loss for the mm-hmm. Falcons. Yeah. Moving on, we got the Los Angeles Chargers who were playing at Minnesota. Uh, we sort of pegged this one to be a bit of a shootout, an offensive show, and it was, but maybe not as high scoring as we thought. It was a 28-24 victory for the Chargers. How good is Justin Herbert? <laughs> He's, he looked a lot better, especially, uh, I don't know if you saw the criticism last week where it come out from an anonymous scout saying that He's just arm talent and he's not smart enough to read a defense. That's that's completely false. I mean, what, seven incompletions, three touchdowns, over 400 yards. That is the perfect stat line for a quarterback. It's a statement game really, isn't it? It's like he's seen that criticism and he said, yeah, well, this is what I can do. Yeah, he proves that he's not the problem. No issues with Herbert. It might be Staley. But, you know, they come out with the win. Um, It's a good job he passed that well, to be honest, because their run game again was laughable. I mean, I said it last week, didn't I? I said that Kelly start every time Kelly started a game, he's never got more than what he got last week at 39 yards. Yeah, which is so it's worrying. Yeah, and, and again, what did he get this week? Like he got fifteen. No, he had twelve yards oh off God. eleven carries. He was averaging one point one yards. I think I could average one point one yards. <laughs> no, probably not. No. But let's be honest. I mean, it's the fact that week one their run game was so good. I yeah. mean, and we and I, and I was so excited about it. I said, "Oh well, this Chargers run game, you know, third worst last year. They've turned it around. They've yep. fixed it. Well, they clearly haven't because." Again, Kelly, I mean, they're, they're desperate for Eckler to get oh back, my aren't God. they? When he comes back, hopefully that changes it. And I've seen Eckler, he, he's got his own podcast and he talks about how he's desperate to come he's back, desperate, especially to help he? out his own fantasy teams yeah. as well. He yeah, my that, boy, get get back in. I'm, I'm not starting Tony <laughs> Jones again. <Yeah. laughs> so good. But again, like you look at, they haven't got the Russian attack, but the receivers are coming in clutch. Huge loss, Mike Williams as well. Yeah. The ACL, he got 100 yards, uh, had a big game, got the receiving touchdown off a Keenan Allen throw as well. Off a Ke- yeah, I mean, you know, if Herbert's out, they've got another guy there <laughs> to do a good job. Ball, yeah, <laughs> yeah Keenan had a great game as well, 200 yards receiving and throwing a touchdown. That's just uh, one of the best stat lines you'll hear this week. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Herbert wasn't the only QB to ball out this week as well in that game. Kirk yeah, Cousins on the well. other side. Yeah, so Here good. we go again. I've got another stat for you. Oh, okay, go for it. <laughs> Cousins is on pace for 6,091 <laughs> yards. He's on pace to throw 51 touchdowns. Hey, Peyton's record's still untouched. <laughs> Justin Jefferson's on pace for 2,595 wow, yards. Best 2K receiver. Wait for it. The Vikings are on pace to be 0-17. 0-17. <laughs> Another fun stat with uh, Justin Jefferson is he had a chance this week to be the first receiver to uh, get 150 receiving yards in all three, all the first three games of the season. He oh, was and he missed one it by a yard. yard yeah, of being the first player to ever do oh. that. So he's the first ever player to go fifth, 150, 150, 149. Yeah, so it's still a very, yeah, very yeah, good I stat. Mean, line. Yeah. And he getting his first touchdown of the season as well. I mean, yeah, just it's just when like you say a guy was when a guy's due, he was yeah. due this week. He really so. was. He really was. And I think. Again, we say it every week. It just comes back to the Vikings' offense doing what they need to do and the defense not keeping up with them. Yeah, I think every Vikings fan knows that that's the main issue. Yeah. Uh, they're not the only team that's 0-3 with a terrible defense. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder who you're talking about there. <laughs> Another positive for the Vikings' offense. Uh, we saw Madison struggle for the first two weeks of the season, but they 
trust him. They keep giving him the ball. He had 20 carries and he repaid them with 93 yards off nearly five yards. Do you think that Akers is going to come in and take snaps off him? I do. I think think he'll definitely take snaps off him, but I don't think he'll steal the lead back duties. Um, It depends. I mean, Matson's still struggling with ball security. I mean, he had that fumble that got overturned by... um, by very, I don't know. I thought it was a fumble. Uh, it was, it was a very tight decision, and you could see why, uh, why they overturned it. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think he's still got his role. I think he's still one A, but I do think Akers is one B. You as could a see player, it being like fif- fifteen carries for um, Matson and then ten carries for yeah. Aker. But again, like I, f- I feel bad for Ty Chandler. Again, he's the, the rookie that's coming this year meant to be a, a really promising running back and now he's gone from second in the depth charts being third so it's, yeah. like, it's just it's, a, it's annoying for the young guys really let's talk about comeback of the week comeback of the week yeah Packers versus the Saints Jordan Love has fully arrived he was fantastic that second half I'll tell you what Ollie was getting fed up with me I think because <laughs> I was just every time Love did something good I was like oh that Jordan Love yeah Jordan Love season he's he I, I, I do believe it's it's early to tell we can't say for certain but I believe that he is a franchise QB what, what is for them. It the Packers just coming out you know they know how to draft guy, QBs yeah, they don't they guys sit for three years and he turns out that, I mean the touchdown throw where he rolled you know rolled left slightly and just it was almost like a flick into the end yeah. zone the amount of tweets I saw that is that Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball like <laughs> it, 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 I, it looked like him it was the same man, the same mannerism of him throwing the ball I was like wow this is I think Rodgers his throwing mechanics seem to be infectious because we've seen it with Zach Wilson yeah. as well they, so they I think it's just I think he Deserves a lot of credit as a leader and a mentor for younger quarterbacks. Yeah, massively. Uh, and it's quite clear, yeah, Love's taken after him. I thought his rushing touchdown was good as well, making the guy miss at the line of scrimmage, shifting his way into the end zone. I mean, when you have a rushing threat on the goal line as in a QB, it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be Lamar Jackson, Justin no. Fields. But, I mean, we saw it with Jared Goff as well, with Jared Goff's rushing touchdown. Just having that option play to just give you another facet to your red zone offense. I forgot I think to say great. that this week. Jared Goff's touchdown line in betting for the season was 0.5 so he only needed one touchdown to, to break his line it. I saw some guy uh, on TikTok make a massive bet on it and he was like Goff is guaranteed to get one rushing touchdown yeah. and obviously he came in week three so he's buzzing but yeah, yeah you, I, I, a guy only needs to run a 4-7 in the 40 yard dash yeah. to be able to scramble in from 10 yards and yeah, Jordan exactly. Love's exactly that guy you've also got to, you've got to talk about how he's missing two of his main guys as well yeah. no Aaron Jones no Christian Watson and he's still able to come back 17 points down is, and that's why I think when they do come back this Packers offense will be very respectful. I, I think it. I think the Packers will be very competitive in that division. I could genuinely, I could genuinely see them winning the division. I yeah, can't I lie. was, I was a doubter, and I'm now I'm like, oh, I want to buy be a back believer. In yeah, I love believing, believing the love, believing John and love. Yeah, the only issue I did have with him was that interception. The interception yeah. was poor. Yeah, but you it's know, the, young the QB, and stuff. that's his first interception of the year. Yeah, he's like six so and zero. You can't, you can't hate it. I think, I think. For a guy who's coming this year with the weight of the world, like so many uh, expectations on him, yeah. and he's delivered. I think he's delivered yeah, so massively. far. I think it'd just be to keep the Packers rolling. Because uh, they could be 3-0 and right now. It was a late Falcons field goal was, to yeah. give them the loss last and, week. So they could easily that, be 3-0. The, the fourth and one sneak in that game yep. that he should have capitalized on. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, he's obviously, he, he's still learning. It's his first couple of starts as well. It's only up for the Packers, really. Yeah. The only worry I would give from that game is that I do think the Saints would have won if not for the Derek Carr injury. Yeah. I think because uh, I think they were up seventeen zero at that point, weren't they? Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's annoying. I, I obviously at the start of the year, I 
I bought it. I bought in on the Saints massively. I even said uh, this week that the Saints were going to win. Um, yeah, I I just hope it's not too serious. Um, you know, Derek Carr's proved that he can lead the offense to to, to good things. So. Yeah, especially with Chris Olave. I mean. Alave has another hundred yard Graham game. Score. Oh God, I felt like I was in 2014. I, I literally <laughs> was going to say that. I literally because I I saw a message come up in one of my group chats and someone said Jimmy Graham's still in the league it's and crazy. I was like that boy is in the Against league and he's still well. scoring. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, and and I think probably my favorite thing about that is Jimmy Graham's prime years was around when I started watching the NFL. Yeah. So I you just, just remember see that dunk he was on the crossbar when exactly, he scored. That's all that exactly. Was I was just like, just do it, man. Come on, yeah. this is your this Take is probably your last year. Dunk over the crossbar. I, the thing I'm really enjoying about the Packers' offense is that, to me, they seem like I don't know. They're a highlight reel to yeah. me. They're no, they're not the Dolphins or the Chiefs or like one of these like really high-powered offenses. But they're really fun to watch. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm thinking the Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs connection. It's electric. Yeah. Like we had a deep throw down the left sideline uh, that Romeo Dobbs towed. Toe oh, tap and how, ca- that how was. How keep that in? It's crazy. Not, yeah, incredible. But also just the back shoulder TD as well. Just put Again, it exactly where it needed to be. Like that's just Aaron Rodgers, isn't it? It is. It really the is. Back shoulder I mean, throws. Have we seen? So is this Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs? Or was it Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Because we've seen them, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's just the fact that he just put that throw in the perfect position, gets Dobbs the touchdown to round out a nice stat line as well for Romeo Dobbs. Five catches, seventy-three yards, and the touchdown. Yeah, there was a great picture on Twitter of the side-by-side of, of a, a Devontae Adams catch and a Romeo Dobbs catch. Oh, they look exactly good. the same. Yeah, uh, You know, you you can just see the seven as well. Obviously, Dobbs wears 87. Yeah. Adams wore 17. You can oh, see the seven. It's, they, it looks like the same person. It really does. Uh, let's move on to the Jags-Texans. We had uh, very different reactions to this game. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I bought so much into the hype of Trevor Lawrence at the start of the season. And it's just... Uh, Ugh, it's a frustrating, very really frustrating, frustrating game. Yeah, yeah, it really was. I, to be fair, I also did. I mean, I said Doug Peterson, coach of the year, didn't I? Yeah. But seeing the Texans come out and put thirty-seven points on them, I mean, I love seeing C.J. Stroud as well, proving the doubt was wrong. We had this, there was this whole thing about him. Oh, he's not smart enough to mm-hmm. be an NFL QB. Oh, it's a load of rubbish, isn't it? If, if you're talented enough and you can adjust, I mean, he's adjusted well to the NFL level defense. Yeah. He's working through his progressions. He's finding his guys. Finished the game with 280 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, just another solid game from him. There was a huge concern at the start of the year how he wouldn't have the targets. Or yeah. like he didn't have the, the big name receivers or something like that. But, you know, Tankdale. How about Tankdale? <laughs> yeah, some player. Good pickup from you in fantasy. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge, huge pickup from you. Uh, but, you know, Robert Woods is proven to be that reliable guy. Nico Collins didn't have the biggest week this week, but last week he was still very good. Mm-hmm. John Mechie coming back, that's obviously massive for him. One concern for the Texans, obviously, is the run game. Uh, with Hopefully, that's just because Tunstall's still out. And yeah. They just don't have the support on the left-hand side of the line. Uh, but, yeah, it definitely seems to be going to a, a shared backfield there. Yeah, that's something I've noted down. Devin Singletary is really starting to eat into Damian Pierce's role. I mean, we saw Pierce this week with 14 carries for 31 yards. He did get the touchdown, but, again, only on 2.2 yards per carry. Singletary comes in, nine rushes for 41, mm-hmm. 4.6 yards per carry. I think... Those are the sort of metrics that they'll be looking at and they'll be saying, there's no point just running it with Pierce and running it with Pierce. We may as well get this change of pace guy in. Because Pierce is the bruiser. Singletary is a bit more shifty, isn't he? He's the bowling ball. Yeah. So having those guys to complement each other, I think we could quite easily see a 50-50 split in with them too. Yeah, definitely. Looking at the Jags run game, Etienne's still proven to be that guy. Uh, No sign of Tank Bigsby uh, to take his role at all. 
it definitely from what um Doug Peterson said at the start of the year is ETN's still gonna be the feature back. I don't know if he'll get the sixteen hundred yards that uh Doug Peterson <laughs> said, but you know, he's he's still on for a very solid yeah. year. One uh, one worry as well is where the hell has Calvin Ridley gone these last It is slightly worrying. I mean he had the electric week one, but yeah, week two and three has been very below that standard and whether the defenses are more focused in on him maybe that's the case but he just we saw him week one and we we're thinking wow this guy is back but now not so sure you look at the stat lines though the yardages the jags players were able to put up there's no way that should be only 17 points yeah it proves the struggles in the red zone are still oh there. yeah because we saw that last week didn't they yeah. how much they struggle in the red zones just carried through again it's a classic like do you remember when the eagles had the big run with doug peterson they started the year and they wouldn't run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what it's coming down to again. They're getting to, towards the red zone. They're going to pass the ball three times and then kick a field goal. Yeah. Like, it's going to come out again where the fans have got to come in and say, well, the fans, the British <laughs> the, <laughs> the British Jags fans have got to come in and say, we need to run the ball in the red zone. Yeah. Why Why the hell are we not getting ETN rushing touchdowns? Yeah. Or even Tank Bigsby. You yeah. know, he's, he's a bruiser. Get him in the exactly. end zone. Yeah, exactly. How about play of the game though? Andrew Beck. <laughs> How former, about former, that? Former Bronco. Former Bronco, yeah. yeah former I knew it. Bronco. As soon as I saw it, I was like, I, I know I recognize his name from somewhere, but of course, yeah, former Bronco. Yeah, that's 85-yard kick return. Uh, was it just, right, to me, because I don't know your opinion on it, I absolutely despise the new kicking rule, the new yeah, kickoff rule, uh, massively. the fair catch rule. Yeah. I hate it. And that, to me, almost felt like he was looking at that ball and he's like, mm, smart thing to do would be fair catch it. Cool thing would be to run it back for a touchdown. I, I, I think the the Jag special team saw that it was the fullback and they yeah. all left their lanes, yeah. went straight to the ball. Oh, and we're going to crush him. Yeah. All Beck had to do was break one tackle and he's gone. Yeah. And that's exactly what he And did. he showed some speed yeah. for a fullback, right? I was looking at it and I was like, there's he no a, way he he's going to keep going. He was a tight end to oh, convert okay. to a fullback. Yeah. Uh, we can see. I'm buzzing for sense. it though. Yeah, like yeah. seeing him, you know, he, uh, he had like one touchdown as a Bronco being... Uh, on a fullback dive <laughs> you know seeing him have that I was I was so hyped for him you can uh, just imagine the returner behind him just yeah. screaming like what do you do what do you oh we'll he's got it. oh that's one oh that's two he's I gone thought, I thought at least a pitch has come yeah, at some point yeah. all, all the I don't know who the returner is it might have been Mechi all he had to do was just break out to the right and almost just rugby toss it to the mm. right and he's gone but yeah, yeah fair play to Andrew Beck Mate, the Jags were sort of coming back at that point weren't they yeah. and it was just like are you coming back no no sorry let me just put the game away with a 85 yard kick return yeah crazy incredible Last thing I wanted to note on that game as well is that what was almost my stat of the week, uh, I don't know if you saw, CJ Stroud has now taken the record for most passes without an interception through the first three career wow. games. So the previous record was our boy Warren Moon <laughs> <laughs> with 103 passes. Warren Moon? God, what year would that have been? <laughs> a long time yeah, ago. a long time ago. Before we, before we were watching. Before probably. we were watching, by a, a long way. Yeah. Uh, but it's quite funny. The, the previous record, so he was on 103. You had... Guys on 102, 101. I think I think it's Carson Wentz on 102. You had a guy on 101. CJ Stroud takes the record with 121. 121 passes without an interception to start his career. That's still the going. way to go. And still going, exactly. So we can see that go through for a good... Uh, depends yeah, he's, how he plays. He's he's could can, he could continue that, yeah. Moving on to what could be the hardest segment we've ever had to record here so far and beyond for the rest of the season. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get any worse than this, eh? Uh, the Dolphins got a visit from the Broncos and I'm not even going to say the scoreline because I think everyone knows it. Oh my God. That was really, really painful. It yeah. really was, you know, embarrassing, depressing, all the adjectives you want to put in. That's how I was feeling watching that. I was, I was in France uh, that yeah. weekend. 
And I was did it ruin the holiday? It really did. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching it in a French restaurant. Uh, I had a waiter over my shoulder watching the game as well. And I was I just, honestly, man, it was embarrassing. It, it fell apart a bit, didn't it? I, I mean, just don't get like the, how... Right. The, the worrying thing to me is it doesn't feel like we have a defensive shape at the moment. Yeah. We, we start the game in 3-4. Second quarter went, went to 4-3. Third quarter went to 3-4. And we ended the game in 4-3. Yeah. I don't understand that. I sent you a funny tweet <sighs> of... Uh, there was a, uh, a play-by-play uh, Twitter post, that, which was Tyreek Hill completed pass covered by Randy Gregory. Didn't How work about out. that? Yeah. Uh, like... Why are you putting Randy Gregory playing middle <laughs> linebacker? You, you've got... I, I know Josie Jewell went out early on, but you've got Drew Sanders, who again came on, didn't have a great game. No one on defense did. Even yeah. Pat Satan had a bad game. Yeah, he struggled. To his standards. Yeah. You know, gave up the massive touchdown to Robbie, Robbie Chosen, Chosen or yeah. whatever his name is. Um, but yeah. Ugh, man. Yeah. It's, it's just frustrating. There's got to be done. There's got to be something done. Vance Joseph is... Not the answer at DC. It really is absolutely. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy when you look through the the Dolphins stats and you see like two or three more touchdowns and incompletions. I mean, but it's like I, I get that two was absolutely fantastic, but nothing changed when Mike White came in. Mike no. White was no, yeah. just as good. Yeah, he came exactly. in and, uh, and there was there wasn't a break in the offense. It was still throwing dots. Yeah, the the run game, their run game was fantastic. <laughs> I, honestly, I. There was just nowhere stopping them. Twenty-four missed tackles. Yeah, is, is twenty-four massive. missed tackles is ridiculous. It's the most. I think I believe it's, the, it's one of the most ever. Yeah, it's the most since PFF started tracking the stat in twenty seventeen. <laughs> uh, very, very, very bad. Just uh, a, a, an awful team performance. We can at least look at one lone positive, which was Marvin Mims. Yeah, he's uh okay. he's come out with he's shown his deep threat again, and he had that kick return. I mean, ninety-nine yard kick return, which. Cut the lead to 43, which thanks, is Sam, literally thanks. a bigger margin than the famous Chris Paul Thank, meme. Thanks, I didn't know thanks, if you Sam. noticed that. Oh, I couldn't help but laugh. Uh, I was cry laughing when I saw that. I was like, oh, it's like the Chris Paul. I, oh, I it's said, worse I than the Chris Paul I said to you meme. on the way up here, that's the first Broncos touchdown I've never celebrated. Yeah. Like, I, I just had no emotion at that point. I oh, don't blame you. It was yeah. tough. It was really tough. I, I mean... Man, it's painful. Russ played okay. Russ I guess. was, yeah. Russ, I mean, his first touchdown was vintage, wasn't it? Vintage oh, Russell Wilson, man, roll buzzed. to the right, Colton and Sutton back I the end zone. Down the arm. I was like, we've got a game here, you know. Yeah. Russ, Russ looks good. By God, I was wrong. Oh, like, uh, Colton Sutton as well. Like two fumbles. Yeah. Kill- oh, <laughs> just a killer. Um, we had two touchdowns called back as well for flags. One was an illegal shift, which was, I'd say, that was more on Russ. You know. That was he. He didn't get the play out quick enough, mm-hmm. uh, and before the motion came across for Brennan Johnson, he couldn't get set. So you have to be set for one second before yeah. you can motion. Uh, just a killer there. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. things have got to change. Tough to watch, but I mean, at the end of the day, like like I said to you, your offense is still looking okay. So it's Better just fixing that. Yeah, exactly. So it's just <laughs> fixing that defense, and you know this but, was this wasn't going to be a championship year for you anyway no, so you're setting up for the future really and i think when you can focus on the fact that your offense has like some success um because i mean putting up 20 points on the dolphins isn't bad no it's not bad um but, uh, it, it, it comes to the defense something's got to change absolutely. you can't have a, a broncos defense which for the last seven years has been in the top 15 and then go to 32nd yeah in the league yeah. What, uh, there's one answer. What was the one change? It was the defensive coordinator. Exactly. The, uh, I've got to give props to Rex Ryan as well, mm-hmm. who's the only one coming out and blaming Vance Joseph. Yeah. I feel like... He knows his he, stuff, Rex yeah, Ryan, he? knows his he? stuff, yeah. He was interviewed for the job as well. Yeah. 
and you never you know he might think, take over yeah, can we get just him in think, could something be done one nah, thing painful. one thing i can't wait for is next week we've got the bills and the dolphins going at it that is going to be a game yeah that's going to be a very good game i can't wait for that <laughs> you got to talk about the other game being the Bears versus the Broncos. Yeah, that's the other end of the spectrum, yeah, really, isn't two it? Two of the worst defenses going. Oh, he's literally 32nd and 31st defense going against each oh. other. You've got two struggling offenses. It's, it's going to be definitely take the over. There's going to be a lot yeah. of points scored. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move. Let, let's get away from Get that. away from that. Yeah, I'm, I'm in too much pain to continue talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the Browns versus the Titans. Uh, we saw a, a bit of a Deshaun Watson comeback. Yeah, I mean, he had the, the end quite a nervy start, didn't we? We saw probably the worst throw we've seen <laughs> since Mariota's tumble and Mariota's launch tumble. last year. Uh, Tannehill had a backwards throw run. Yeah, once, yeah, I mean, what was Watson doing with that run? I have no idea. But yeah, he finished the game strong. I mean, he only threw six incompletions. Uh, I guess you count that. You don't count that one it's as a an fumble. Yeah, it's, it's a fumble, a fumble isn't yeah. it? So yeah. It was it was just a bit of a boring game, really. There was it was one sided. The Titans didn't look like they were going to score any points. Ryan Tannehill's job really is under threat now, isn't it? We've said every week that he's sat there with Malik Willis and Will Levis behind him, yeah. pushing how, for that how starting long, job. How long do you give him? Not long. Yeah. Not long at all. I mean, we we sort of said, I think do you remember we said we're going to look towards the end of the year when the Titans are out of playoff contention and maybe they start trying to give these guys some game time. It could be sooner now because Tannehill. I mean. 104 yards. I think it's got to be sooner because of how open that AFC South actually is. Yeah. Um, you, you've at least got one win this season. Mm -hmm. Let's switch the quarterback now. Let's try and figure out some rhythm, especially when your quarterbacks, like Tannehill this week, only just had over 50% completion. Yeah. Like, that is terrible. For a guy who's supposed to be a safe thrower as yeah, well, Mr. a game Lyle, manager, yeah. it's not good enough. And it also doesn't help when Derek Henry, I mean, King Henry, didn't look like much of a king, did he? 11 rushes, 20 yards. When was the last time we saw Derek Henry average under two yards per carry? Wow, was it really under two yards two per carry? Two yards per carry, yeah. It was tragic. Shocking from him, from a guy of his level. And we talk about Spears being that like change of pace back to come in. Yeah, 50-50 share now. Yeah. Oh, but, although, yeah, Derek Henry had more carries, but snap-wise, they, they were 50-50. And you can see why, because Spears did nothing with his carries either. I mean, he had four carries, but he took it for six yards, one yeah. and a half yards per carry. I mean... When we're talking about a team that's been such a top rushing offense in the league for like the last few years, and you've got two backs that are averaging under two yards, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. And there's no wonder Tannehill can't play well because you're not gonna you're not gonna respect the pass. You don't need to respect the run. You just Browns did what they wanted to do. Yeah, the Titans just don't look like a a proper offensive football team. And no. something needs to change. How about the um, Amari Cooper touchdown that got robbed? take a minute to talk about the officiating <sighs> being poor again i mean yeah, how was that dreadful. called out that should, it's a guaranteed touchdown it yeah. just is there's no sign of his foot going out of bounds i mean i'm annoyed because i started amari cooper yeah oh it didn't matter i won i've won the game anyway but still like. and sometimes you wonder when it's situations like that i mean so he's, he's close to the sideline sure but he's one-on-one -on -one with a defender do you not let it play out see what happens yeah. with the one-on-one -on -one. it's either a touchdown it. or it's a tackle and then you can go from there like i can understand when it's ones where you're trying to stop the play because obviously if they let it go, someone might get hurt in a tackle. But but when he's literally at, running towards the end zone with no one near him. Yeah, exactly. It's a one-on-one -on -one for the end zone. Yeah. You may as well let it happen. And then obviously if he gets the touchdown, and gets reviewed anyway. Uh, and if he doesn't, maybe they can come back to it. Yeah. I don't know. But it just it just seems poor. It's Because it, he wasn't even close, was but it, it really? It wasn't the only time that, that happened this weekend either. No, it wasn't, so. yeah. 
it's something you know the officiating needs to have a, they they need to do something about that they really do i mean the officiating has been bad i mean we always we complain about it every year really but this year i mean they haven't started the year they haven't started the year strongly have they no not at all browns had their first game without nick chubb the rushing lineup looked strange i was gonna say it was interesting wasn't it yeah they didn't have a featured back it was shared by about six people it yeah seemed. They, yeah, they must have had about, I think it was seven in total of different rushes, albeit uh, end arounds and quarterback runs as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kareem Hunt, I thought it was going to be uh, Ford being the featured back. You know, I think I think the co- uh, head coach even came out and said Ford's going to be yeah, our guy. Yeah, they did, yeah. He's going to, you know, dominate the carries. Yeah, he, he, he did lead the carries, but Kareem Hunt uh, also featured and then Str- uh, Strong also had the most rushing yards out of them all. So yeah. is Ford actually that lead guy, you know? Yeah, I don't know, because that was the one thing I noted down, is that Ford was supposed to be the lead back, and he got the most carries, but he didn't really do much with it, did he? Yeah, Pierre Strong was actually the the main guy. Yeah. How about we talk about the Browns' defense continuing to impress? Miles Garrett is so good. He is a very good... (laughs) Almost four sacks on the day. I mean, the the, the clip that's going around Twitter of him... (laughs) I've never seen an offense alter itself for a defensive play. You yeah. see a defense alter itself for an offensive play. You yeah. look at when, obviously, Calvin Johnson ran the fade against the Saints when he had two, defe- uh, two defenders yeah, against yeah. him. Obviously, that's what you expect to see. I've never seen a whole offense shift for one defensive play. It was player. comical, wasn't it? It was. It was you like, know that's how bad a team struggled. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, but to be honest, also, where's the logic behind that? Because Garrett's going to... I mean, Garrett saw it and he, like, he must have been laughing. He's like, well, I'll just keep moving and you'll keep moving and you'll run out of play clock. That's and that's exactly what happened. You're, you're like the best in the league. Yeah. You've got the whole team moving oh, yeah. just for you. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a real threat. He's a force we reckon with yeah. this year, isn't he? And great pick from you for the Defensive Player of the Year. He's come out strong, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, going to be a close one. Uh, but the guy who's really impressing me on the Browns' defense is Denzel Ward. He started the season very strongly. He's locking down receivers, uh, pass breakups. He's just looked great so far, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's proved to be, obviously, in the draft, it was him and Baker. They've obviously kept Denzel Ward. They've paid him the money. Yeah, He's just that lockdown corner that every mm-hmm. defense wants. Moving on to the Bills and Commanders game. Much more dominant display than I was expecting from the Bills, to be honest. Commanders got completely shut out. I mean, they scored their three points with 46 seconds left in the game. So, yeah. Bills just kept them locked out for pretty much the entire game. Sam Howe struggled massively. He did. Four, four interceptions. interceptions. I mean, I think it showed how bad the Broncos' defense was last week. If, if, <laughs> yeah. if he's been shut down that badly. Um, but I think it also shows just that the Bills' defense is still strong. Yeah, and absolutely. and not just that, the Bills' offense. I mean, after that week one against the Jets, we kind of looked at the Bills and we were like, oh, are they, are they really not? They've kind of fallen off from being that perennial Super Bowl contender they've been the last like four or five years. Absolutely. But um, no, Josh Allen's back at it again. Yeah, he uh, always was going to be. The run game. Let's talk about, I mean, James Cook again, another strong showing from yeah, him. 15 so. rushes for 98 yards. Latavius Murray, Proves that he's still that goal line back. He's added another touchdown <laughs> to his list. That's all he does is just score. <laughs> That's all he needs to do. I mean, let's be honest. Like when you've got a guy like that who's just so successful as a goal line running back, yeah, you don't. You only need to give him like three or four carries a game and yeah. just make him those yeah, ones with inside the five. He's going to do something with it. Um, On the other side of the ball for 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 the Commanders, uh, Brian Robinson again being the the, the the feature back there. Yeah, I, we said well, we said it last week. Uh, led the carries uh, this week, led the carries last week, led the carries first week. Gibson the, continues yeah. to lose that it, role. You need to, if you've got Gibson in fantasy, move on from him. Yeah. <laughs> he's not Especially like loses another fumble this week as well. Yeah. He's he's 
pretty much doing everything he can to lose that spot. Yeah, at the the, it's definitely Brian Robertson's job now. So there's there's no chance of Gibson coming back. But like we said, dominating display from the Bills. Uh, not really much to say on this game other than the fact that I think the Bills have cemented themselves as a real Super Bowl contender Absolutely. this year. Yeah, We may as well talk straight into your team this week. <laughs> yep, another segment we aren't looking forward to. I, I have to say I took a leaf out of your book um, for this week. Uh, last week, I brought up about the, the pass interference that looked like it lost you the game. And yeah. you said, well, the game should have been over. I'm not going to have... And in my head, I try, I'm try. i trying to have that same mentality because, oh, come on, man. Matt, very obvious face mask mm-hmm. on Zay Flowers, followed by a very obvious pass interference on Zay Flowers on, I think that was back-to-back drives. So, you know, I'd like, I'm try not to pin it all on the refs because like we say, Ravens should have had it yeah, wrapped up by then. But come on, poor officiating again. Two very obvious missed calls that just completely swayed the game in the Colts' favour. And the turnover battle, again, two costly fumbles. I feel bad for Kenyon Drake. He comes in in his first touch back at the Ravens. He takes a, like a 30-yard pass, looks yeah. great, and then just gets caught up and got from behind, fumbles it. And a killer. Especially now with Gus Edwards in the concussion protocol, we're now sat with our lead backs being Kenyon Drake and Melvin Gordon. I've, I've experienced my fair share of Melvin Gordon. Just. I mean, if it was 2018, I'd be pretty happy, but it's yeah, not it's 2018. Not, it's not. It's a fumble. It's a, it's a guy that's going to fumble a lot. So. Yeah, that, that's my worry as well, is that we need Justice Hill back. We're only a week off Keaton Mitchell making his way back from IRR, undrafted rookie. Um, I can't wait to see what he's going to do if he gets the opportunities. But yeah, I think coming from the highs of beating the Bengals last week, uh, to see a Colts team that looked like they weren't that strong coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But I think we've got to start taking them seriously now. Even yeah, with a backup team. quarterback, missing Jonathan Taylor, and you know they're taking the fights teams, and they're now 2-1. Zach Moss had a hell of a game. He did, it, yeah. Just an absolute bell cow of a back. 30, uh, 30, 30 carries. carries. Yeah, that's like, I mean, that's like late 90s football, that is. It giving, really giving is. Running about 30 carries. And also putting up over 100 yards is obviously fantastic. Um, Gardner Minshew just, you know, he had a solid game. No, his job again. Is so is so key. Um, Michael Pittman had almost. What, do you have ten catches? Uh, yeah, he was close to getting ten catches. Uh, Seventy-seven yards. Uh, Zach Moss got the receiving touchdown. Just yeah, I yeah. Moss. That, that was Moss. Gene yeah. Stone. <laughs> Zach Moss did Moss someone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. He was. Uh, he was solid all game. Colts defense also coming up with uh, what was it like four sacks? As yeah, well. made our O line look stupid. You can yeah. tell we were missing our center and left tackle. One one positive thing from the Ravens is only one penalty for five yards. Yeah, I noticed so that. So much better compared to the first two weeks. Compared to what we've had the first two weeks, yeah, where we've just been so badly disciplined. Looks like maybe we're on the way up with that, but you know, but, I would take the penalties with a win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a game you should have you should have wrapped up. Yeah, it shouldn't, one, it shouldn't be going to overtime against them. Um, uh, you know, we both expected you to beat the Colts. Um, so, the yeah. defense did its job as well for the most part. I mean, like we were, our rush defense wasn't great, and Minshew was passing against us. But the defense was making plays when they needed to. It was the offense not capitalizing on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we we scored a touchdown on the first drive, and then the next six drives after that were four punts and two fumbles. So we didn't score again till our eighth drive, yeah. which is. It's just poor. You can't go that long without scoring no, points. Um, it doesn't help. Like I say, we've got all the injuries. It doesn't help that, but you can't keep blaming injuries when you just need the next guy up to step up. I mean, Rashad Bateman was poor. He he had like one catch in 
a time when he should be stepping into Odell's role and making the most of it. But I think he had yeah one catch and then supposedly had an injury. We weren't sure. There was talk of him being off on the sideline. It's like, is this guy made of glass? Like, what's <laughs> going on? We need we need him to step up. This is a yeah. first-round receiver. He's just not doing enough at the moment. Yeah. If there's a first-rounder that I am really proud of, it's Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, Three sacks on the day. Um, had a great pass breakup at the line as well. I mean, he continues to threaten teams when he's stacked around the line of scrimmage. Yeah, taking up that Jamal Adams role. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because he's built for that, really. But the problem is, is with these injuries over the top, I mean, Geno Stone missed some time in the game. We've had Ardarius Washington, who's a bit of a corner safety combo. He's missing now. He's injured. So Hamilton's being forced to play a deeper safety role, which he's still very good at, but his strength is being around the line of scrimmage. And when we're not able to play him to his strength, uh, it's really hurting our defense. I feel like that Browns game is uh, next week. It's yeah, just a must win. It's a tough one. It's going to be a very tough game, but yeah, we've got to get back on track, uh, especially in a divisional game as well. I mean, if we can beat the Browns, take us to three on one, two and zero in the division, that sets us up nicely for the rest of the year. But yeah, we can't really afford to go two and two now. Let's talk about the struggles of Zach Wilson and the Jets offense. Yeah, continuing. Yeah, it's it's not looking great, even in the run game as well. They just had nothing clicking. Well, that's my thing is that it's bad enough having a quarterback struggling, but you need a run game to sort of alleviate that pressure off him. And when you've got Brees Hall with 18 yards, Dalvin Cook with 18 yards, mm-hmm. it's just not good enough, no, is it? No Michael Carter involvement either. You saw how annoyed he was on the sideline as well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> We, we we rave about how good it is having a, a, a you know a three-headed backfield, but you've got to get them all involved. Yeah, exactly. Because Carter really impactful in the passing game, which is going to help you when you're trying to fight back from a deficit. Uh, but yeah, they just didn't give him the chance. It wasn't the strongest game on offense for the Patriots either. Their run game no, was very really. strong, but Mac Jones didn't have the best of games. Yeah, I mean, completed about half of his passes, only the one touchdown thrown, 201 yards. You know, we've seen better from him. He's He's, been, he's I think he's playing to a better level this year than I sort of expected on of him, but would like to see more. I think one real bright spot you've got to talk about is uh, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, absolutely. I think I was saying to you on the way up here that he could easily be a top, he is a top 10 cornerback at the moment already. Yeah, I think, I think so. he's so good. He really held Garrett Wilson in check. Yeah. Uh, had a nice pass break up against him sort in the second half. But overall, I mean, just a really scrappy game from both teams. Uh, we've seen the Patriots scrape victories in this kind of uh, this kind of way in the past. One thing I want to bring up actually is we saw this week the talk about Matt Ryan being linked with the Jets. Do you think that if you take this current Jets team and place Matt Ryan in it, does that make a difference to the Jets? I wouldn't take Matt Ryan. I would take someone that hasn't had a year out. I, uh... <laughs> It's tough. Uh, there's obviously the recent tweet that came out that Trevor Simeon could step yep. in. We've seen him, you know, lead a team to uh, nine wins in a season before. Um, with the team, the, this Jets team is way better than that Broncos team was in 2016. Yeah, 100%. Um, so why can't Trevor Simeon do it again? Uh, I think that would probably be the better one to go for. The Jets are in a very tough position at the moment, really, because do you move on from a guy who you've put a lot of faith in to, like, bringing in a random quarterback from the outside? I mean, if if Simeon was to take over that role, what does that do to the locker room? Because yeah, I, Zach Wilson is their guy, really. Despite the struggles, I think he's he's kind of the locker room guy. Yeah. And he's brought on a bigger leadership role, especially this year. I think with Rogers coming in, he hasn't had to be the leader on the field, but he's able to be that guy in the locker room. So now when you're moving on from him, you know how will the players respond to that? If, if I was the Jets, I'd still be sticking with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I agree. I think it's fine bringing him Trevor Simeon. 
to not start and sit behind him and just mentor him in in the way that you know if if I don't know I I don't know how a a, uh, a quarterback room set up with an injured quarterback but is is Aaron Rodgers there twenty four seven with him probably not he's not on the sideline with him at the yeah exactly the games, you know you you need that experienced guy just to sit over his shoulder and say look let's break down film together let's just go through it um, but yeah I would stick with Zach Wilson I, it's a bold bold call but yeah Zach Wilson's the guy. Moving on to the late games, we've got the Panthers at the Seahawks. Seahawks took that one 37-27. We saw the Red Rifle makers return, Andy Dalton. <laughs> uh, and he put up a good fight, didn't he? Yeah, he I did. mean, he threw he the ball well. 58 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, made 361 yards out of it, had two touchdowns. A lot of that yardage went to Adam Thielen, who had a big game. Yeah, a huge game for Adam 11 Thielen. catches, 145 yards and a touchdown. The one concern is the play calling yeah. in, in, in Carolina. I feel like you have to have a balanced offense. There is no way in hell throwing the ball fifty-eight times it is a balanced offense. Uh, their main, the main running back, Miles Sanders, had nine carries. Yeah, they don't seem to be using him enough, do they? Yeah. Especially with, uh, was it week one or week two? He had a really he had his strongest strong week was week one. He's just yeah. gone downhill since. Exactly. I think I'm pretty sure his yardage totals have decreased week on week. Especially with week the quarterback one. coming in that's not started the first two games, you want to alleviate some pressure from him. Just give Miles Sanders a ball. Yeah, yeah. But on the other side, Kenneth Walker had a great game. Yeah, it's his biggest game of the year, isn't yeah. it, so far? Two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I think he's 150 fantasy, total yards. He's fantasy RB2 now. Yeah. Just, yeah, he's, he's coming out to really be that guy. And DK Metcalf as well, also having a massive game. Gino Smith feeding him the ball, getting over 100 yards. Uh, Gino, again, just a game manager. Proved that last season, continued it again today. Uh, just a solid game around. And for me, I think the biggest impact on the defensive side for the Seahawks wasn't anyone on the pitch. It was the 12th man coming through. Stadium yeah. was electric. I mean, we there was they a big drive coming in the fourth quarter. The Panthers needed to make some points back. They had back-to-back false starts. They just couldn't yeah. communicate with the line. Dalton, Dalton was literally killing the play. You could see him trying to communicate and lineman was moving because yeah. he thinks it's the snap. And it's like, You've got to be loud in that stadium to be mishearing like the cadence to that level. Like Dalton's <laughs> literally stood a meter away from him, yeah. changing the play, and he's thinking that they're ready to snap the ball. So what an impact that, that, yeah, that crowd has! They step. I, I think it's quite cool to see the fans in this in that stadium stepping up big to help that team close out the fourth quarter. Let's talk about that Taylor Swift impact oh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, flying, literally. Uh, what was it? Almost 40 unanswered points to start the game. Yeah. Just so strong. Patrick Mahomes, back to his usual self. Three touchdowns. Uh, Travis Kelsey obviously had to show up with, had with to. a special guest. He really had to, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know about you, but is that getting too much coverage? <laughs> Not I at all. I think maybe just a little bit. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, no, you've you've got to relish it. Uh, I think Rishi Rice as well coming in, having a big game. Yeah. Uh, you you got to factor that in. But apart from Taylor Swift, the main talking point is the struggles of Justin Fields. Yeah, it continues, doesn't it? I mean, he didn't even hit 100 passing yards. Really? Yeah. It's it's like he looked a lot better in the run game than he has. Uh, obviously, they've they've they. I feel like they've looked at their play calling. They've seen. They've got to get Fields a bit more involved in the rushing uh, offense. I said that last week. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this week, not, not even 100 passing yards. It's, it's just poor, Trust isn't me, it? he'll get more than that next week. Yeah, I think <laughs> he, he might do. He might do. DJ Moore, it was obviously his only real outlet that game. Yeah. Getting the touchdown is obviously crucial, but he, I do feel bad for DJ Moore. He's come from one poor offense to another poor offense. Yeah. You, you feel like he, he needs some help. And there was the great clip that came out in the NFL Mic'd Up of the Week of, uh, was it Devin White, who was saying yeah. 
you know, they're not using you right. And even DJ Moore knows that. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bears are not getting him the targets that he needs. On the Chiefs side of the ball, uh, it's nice to see them finally find a run game. Uh, Pacheco had a rushing touchdown. He had 62 yards on the ground too. Uh, Edwards Hilaire found the end zone as Weird well with Edwards 55 yards. Yeah, I, you know, it's uh, McKinnon had one through the air as well, I think. Yeah. So it's good to see these guys get their running game going because, you know, Edwards Hilaire is a first round pick at the end of the day. Yeah. And Pacheco, he showed up big in the Super Bowl last year. So you expect these guys to be able to contribute to the run game. So it's about time that they finally did something. Yeah, it just shows how many weapons they actually have. You know, Edwards Hilaire has not featured in that offense for so many weeks, but now comes out and just, you know, has a really solid game. Shared, shared the, the carries with Pacheco and puts up at least 50 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah. Let's talk about the upset of the week. I couldn't believe this. No really. one was expecting this. Yeah, I, I was. I really bought in on the Cowboys hype last week. That's completely gone out the window after a dreadful performance against the Cardinals. I mean, I did. I, I'm pretty sure I said last week that the Cardinals would come out hot. I you did. did yeah. I said that they would take the lead early, but then I also said that that would crumble, and it just didn't. They kept it going. I mean, one thing I've noticed uh, over, through the first three weeks of the season, uh, the Cardinals have scored 46 first half points and only 14 second half points. So wow. They're really a first half team. Yeah. They're, they're kind of they're starting strong and they're not being able to maintain this lead. But you know that fourth quarter interception oh. on Dak was just what the Cardinals yeah. needed to keep momentum in their favor. In the coffin. One thing that I want to point out: Do you think that Kyler Murray would have taken this team to three and zero? I'm glad you. Said, I was literally going to ask you the same thing. I really do. I think yeah. I, I've, there's so much talk about that on Twitter. It's like you know, tank for Caleb. But why the hell do you need to tank for Caleb when this team should be three and zero? Exactly. I mean, we looked at the Cardinals and we said that they were going to be a bad team at the start of the year, but they're showing otherwise, yeah. aren't they? I mean, Josh Dobbs. Is obviously not going to be a playoff quarterback, but, you, you but he's doing his him. bit. You he's can't done fault so him. Well. That that read option in the yeah, first quarter was massive. awesome. That was just seeing him skip a tackle and just carry down it, down the sideline. It's line. nice to obviously that was Josh Dobbs's first win in his seven year career. The post game interview was was awesome to see. You know, he got a bit emotional. Yeah, it, for a guy that's been around that that long in the league, mm-hmm. absolutely deserves it. And he's it, he, like we look at this Cardinals team and it's it looking good with Josh Dobbs it genuinely helm. is and yeah we say that with Kyler Murray yeah it should be 3-0 I genuinely think they would be 3-0 yeah I mean we know Kyler's that guy he had a I mean he had an MVP push at the start of last yeah. year didn't he where he was kind of on the outskirts of that conversation but yeah no Josh Dobbs is doing his bit just to keep the offense moving James Connor is doing his bit yeah. he had almost 100 yards on the ground he had the touchdown as well and having Rondale Moore come in as well I didn't think Rondale Moore was going to contribute to the offense at all really at the start this year yeah but I, he's come in showing some versatility in the run game and he had that long 45 yard touchdown i thought it was more going to be obviously like marquis brown and james yeah. connor featuring but yeah rondell moore actually being that guy is uh was quite a surprise uh tony pollard had a massive game for the card uh, for the cowboys yeah he continues to be that guy but on the that offense press got really struggled yeah he really did yeah i mean what was he seeing on that interception i don't know if you've seen the freeze frame the, the, of du- it. the double coverage yeah it's like why are you throwing that yeah that's that's a silly throw i, I do find we talked about it earlier um with teams that i think it was the jags we said that they get to the red zone and they just want to throw the ball and throw the ball yep. i mean the cowboys are a rushing offense at the mm-hmm. end of the day why are they not running the ball in the red zone as often as they should be they, they seem to be getting a bit too tricky with these quick passes round to the outside on the running backs just give it to blindside yeah. sandra bullock run the dang ball <laughs> yeah give it to pollard he's that guy in the red zone you know he had a great game but no touchdown to to show for it like you know Mm. Get the ball to him in that area, and he'll, he's almost guaranteed to score. Yeah. 
Raiders Steelers. Jimmy Garoppolo really starting to struggle now. Three interceptions is not good. I mean, it's the Steelers defense. He's going to struggle against such a top defense, but yeah, three interceptions is the mark of a guy who is not your franchise quarterback. No, definitely not. It is clear that they do have two quality wide receivers. Oh, yeah. Devontae Adams almost had two Oh, I'm yards. fed up with Devontae Adams. I was against him in two leagues this week, and <laughs> that is the sole reason I lost both yep. games. I can't Eight believe it. Also, uh, Jacoby Myers had a had a really good game. You can't complain about the weapons that, that Jimmy Garoppolo has. It's the guy at the helm that... You, the blame's got to go to. You yeah. can't throw three interceptions. It's throwing the game away. They should have been beating that Steelers team. You know, the Steelers team is a team that's not fantastic in the run game at the moment. No. We're starting to see Warren feature more for the Steelers. Kenny yep. Pickett didn't have the strongest of games. You know, two touchdowns can't complain about, but completion percentage wasn't fantastic. At least he's keeping it clean as well. I think he's not turning the ball over. He's not throwing interceptions. Yeah, the main yardage came off the one big bomb to yeah, Kevin Austin. Kevin Austin. Uh, George Pickens seems to be the number one guy without Deontay Johnson there. Yeah. Uh, Pat Fryer featured in the, the passing game. That's yeah, another more. touchdown for him, isn't he? It's yeah. another touchdown, yeah. And then obviously TJ Watt, your pick for defense. Continues player, to yeah. do his Two thing. sacks, another big game. Can't complain. It's really worrying as a fan of an AFC North team that doesn't include Miles Garrett or TJ Watt. I mean, Ravens and Bengals fans are shaken every time they have to go yeah. and play those teams it's because you just know your quarterback's under threat. Yeah, it's the two big quarterbacks being Lamar and Burrow and then the two big That's defensive players being TJ Watt and Miles Garrett. That yeah. is that division. Moving on, there were two Monday night football games. Uh, first one being the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Uh, I watched this game this morning and you could see the Eagles are still struggling despite the win. They just don't look like themselves. It's not the same Jalen Hurts we saw last really year. Really not. The, the the points are still there. You know, they were 25 to 3 up at one point. You know, game's over. Yeah. But we're used to seeing Jalen Hurts put up three touchdowns almost instantly. Mm-hmm. You know, <sighs> something something's not right. I don't know if that's with the play calling or, again, is it the design runs... He doesn't seem as comfortable to me. He seems to be missing yeah. a lot of the throws that he hit last year. Um, he just There's something about that offense that's just not clicking to the level that it did last year. So it's going to be interesting to see when they come up against these high-powered offenses and like these teams that they're going to really struggle against. Uh, to They're going to have to be getting into shootouts and trying to keep up points-wise. And... I just don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Yeah, but two, you know, two interceptions is not uh, is not a Jalen Hurts stat. You rarely no. ever see that. I don't know if it's because they are the plays now are more design runs rather than RPOs. Yeah, you see that a lot. Um, the the run game is obviously you know that Eagles run game is so strong. They <laughs> they run the ball over thirty times. It must have had what two hundred yards rushing or something like that. Yeah, it's crazy. good to see DeAndre Swift yeah, still balling as well. Um, Baker, we what part of the cycle are we in? We're now into with the Baker? cycle now where he looks a lot weaker than yeah. he has the last few weeks. Yeah, I mean, I mean uh, you are coming up against probably a top five defense in the mm-hmm. NFL. Uh, but again, saying that, the injuries to their secondary that got picked on last week by Kirk Cousins, you know, do you expect to see the Bucks pick on them as well? I mean, with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, I mean, Mike Evans had a good game, but they didn't seem to get you anyone else involved. More. Yeah, you do expect more. Uh, I mentioned uh, in my picks last week that you had to sell Rashad White when you had the chance. We knew this was going to be a really tough week to to run the ball, especially yep. against the you know yep. the the Georgia Bulldogs defensive line. <laughs> yeah. it, seems. it was suffocating, wasn't it? Yeah. The Eagles run defense. They just didn't allow the Bucks anyway. Forty-one yards rushing they had as a team. Forty-one. Forty-one oh, as a team, that's, just that's not. Right. Yeah, Rashad White is he. You know he looks great against 
a Broncos defense or a, a Bears defense, but put him against this, he's not he's not going to break a tackle. He's not going to you yeah. know burst or he's not you know he's not the the featured back. He's just not yeah. a featured back. Exactly. You put him in a shared backfield. Yeah, he he'll get you the three yards per carry, but he's not going to be the guy that's going to get five yards a carry. So yeah. Big bounce back game from AJ Brown as well. I called this last week after mm-hmm. that whole sideline scuffle, or not even a scuffle. It was just a discussion at the end of the day, and Debacle. he must have got his point across because yeah. nine receptions, 131 yards, and he should have had a touchdown or two to add to that. Hurts missed him on a slant uh, where it's just a high throw that should have been on target. Uh, he had a drop in the end zone as well, hitting the sideline. Mm-hmm. So you know that could have been a crazy stat line, but you know it's good to see him back to his old self, hitting at 100 yards. Yes, slow one for Devonta Smith, you know, not getting the same numbers he's been putting up the first two weeks, but having that two-horse backfield is quality. I mean, yeah. the stat line doesn't look great for Kenny Gainwell, but they literally had 50-50. It was almost 50-50 of, of the rushes there. It's def- I, I think the first half, it was like 17 carries to one carry, and then the second half was all Kenny Gainwell. Wow, yeah. So it's def- they're definitely utilizing that, that two-horse backfield. Final game of the week, uh, the Rams versus the Bengals. I was really hoping the Rams would pull this one through. Uh, We're hearing a lot of hatred here. From <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's it's just, you know, it's pent up frustration from the fact that we lost to the Colts this week. Sorry. No, <laughs> no um, it's not, it's nice to see Jamal Chase. I, th- I think that's, yeah, he was back, uh, that's isn't the he? big one. Obviously, T. Higgins had the big week last week. Um, I was a bit... You know, my pit, my safe pick for offensive player of the year this year was Jamar Chase, and I was really concerned that he just wasn't featuring. And thank God, <laughs> what do you have? Like 12, 12 catches, twelve catches, and he had one hundred and forty-one of Burrow's two hundred and fifty-nine yards. Yeah, uh, that was which is the guy you expect him to be. I think it is worrying seeing T. Higgins again, just two of twenty-one on eight targets. Uh, he was the subject of a lot of slander on social media. Uh, for having hands like Cardarius Tony into week one, yeah, because uh, he was dropping a lot of passes that went his way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the MVP for the Bengals was Evan McPherson, kicker. <laughs> he was four yeah. or five on kicks uh, with a long of fifty-four yards. Yeah, he was hitting. Game. I'm pretty sure like three of those four kicks were from like forty-five and onwards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've got him to thank for that win. When you're putting up nineteen points, uh, another thing we've got to talk about is Joe Burrow. Uh, how concerning is the calf injury? You know, is this going to affect him for a long period of time? He's just not looking like a fifty million pound quarterback or fifty million dollar, fifty million dollar quarterback. Um, you know, they've invested this much money into him. Why don't you rest him for a couple of weeks? Get that yeah. calf healthy. Well, we said this on the way up here, yeah. didn't we? We said like, can, but can they take the liberty of being able to rest him though? Because now they're sat at one and two. Uh, you know. They're gonna have to start recovering their record at one point if they want to start if they want to push for a wild card spot. Definitely. So, do they have the freedom to be able to bench him for one or two weeks just to let him sort of get back to a hundred percent? Because especially if this if this injury is gonna linger throughout the season, it's only gonna get worse. And then when you hit playoff time, you know if he aggravates it and can't play through it, yeah, that's your playoffs gone. So, Absolutely. at which point do they look at it and say, oh, maybe we need to just rest him? get him 100% and then continue with the season and make a playoff push. For the Rams, Matthew Stafford having a slow game. Yeah. He wasn't strong at all. Had really had a really poor completion percentage. Obviously throwing the two interceptions. Their run game was back to the normal Rams that we expect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they it looked like Cam Akers was back at running back, really. They haven't looked as good as they did in week one. Uh, they've sort of fallen off the last two weeks. 
But one thing, we talked about them being potentially a wildcard team. I don't know, do you think they're a wildcard team? Because in my head, I, I can't think of seven teams that are better than them. But there are 10 teams with better records. Yeah, yeah. So... They'll you definitely know, be in the conversation. Yeah. I could see them being this kind of nine and eight, ten and seven kind of team. You know, is that going to push for a wild card? Probably. Um, but yeah, they're not going to win the division. We know that. There's a team they lost to last week that is on fire and yeah. probably no one's stopping them. So it's they're going to have to. These are the type of games they've got to win. Yeah, exactly. And it would have been a statement win for them as well. So to see them lose, it kind of shows that maybe they're not at that level yet where they can make a playoff, a deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I could see them p- picking up a wild card spot, maybe as the six or seven seed. Absolutely. Right, moving on to predictions. Uh, I, this is last week was the first week I beat you. you yeah, you've you've washed me out the first two weeks. Yeah, I've been going strong, but you called it back last week. Yeah, what was it 12-11? 12-11. Yeah, it was a close one, very close one this week. Uh, we'll start off with Thursday night football. Uh, Packers Lions. I've gone with the Packers. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking if Christian Watson's in and Aaron Jones is in, that's going to be a very competitive game. Uh, obviously, it's in Green Bay as well. Yeah, this is this is the start of the title run. Like, yeah, you know, it really who, is. Who's going to win the division? And for that reason, I'm going for the Lions. Ooh. Let's have, let's start off with it with someone different. Yeah, I think it's it's obviously going to be the tough one, but these these set the tone for the season. You know, yeah. if, if you're the Lions and you go into Green Bay like you did last year and almost reach the playoffs, yeah. why can't you do it again this year? Yeah, that's very true. Next up, we've got football back in England. Back in England. We have got the Jags versus the Falcons at Wembley Stadium. Who are you going to go for? Uh, I've gone for the home team, the Jags, the London yeah. Jaguars. <laughs> hey, they lost, hey, they lost last time in London. They did That's lose last time I was time able to London. witness. But yeah. yeah, I'm also going to go with the Jags here. I think they need, they've got to bounce back. Trev's normally played well in England. He's had a few red zone interceptions that he's just got to take out of his game. But yeah, I see them bouncing back here. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons struggled this week, didn't they? And the Jags... They just looked so poor last week. I just can't see them repeating it. I could, it's just got they got to get back on track, put week three behind them, and just crack on, take on the Falcons, take the dub. Okay, we've got the Colts versus the Rams. Who are you going to go for here? It's going to be a good game, and I've gone with the Colts. They showed me up last week uh, with that performance against the Ravens, and I think if Anthony Richardson's coming back, it's, I think that people need to take these guys seriously. They've got a real team there. No, they're not going to win the Super Bowl, but they're going to give 17 quality games, competitive games, and I could see them beating the Rams. I like how you say you've got to take them seriously, and I'm not going to. I'm going to go <laughs> for the Rams. Yeah, um, it's weird. First three games, and we've had two that have gone opposite ways. So, yeah, I'm going to go for the Rams. I feel like Stafford needs a bounce back game, especially after a poor performance like that. So yeah, why not? Let's go for the Rams again. Your team up next, Browns versus the Ravens. Who are you going for here? Oh, it's it's really tight. And uh, to be honest, I've I've picked the Ravens here, but I'm really I was having second thoughts about it because I'm just worried about the way our offense just looked so stagnant last week, and the Browns' defense just seems to just do its thing with whatever offense they're up against. Um, I think Miles Garrett is probably due for about six sacks against our O-line if they play as badly as they did last week. Uh, but I'm going to stick with the Ravens because we saw the Steelers beat them uh, and beat the Browns in week two. I think if our offense can start to click and our defense can uh, get back on track, then I can see us taking that game. But it's definitely going to be a tight one. I'm really going to go against you again. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna go for the Browns. I just feel like it. The only reason I feel like it being in Cleveland, I just feel like that's gonna be too much. Yeah. Just for Lamar, I feel Miles. Yeah, we see what Miles Garrett's done. I feel like that just amps the crowd up even more when they see him just jogging around the offensive line, just picking his place where he's gonna go against. We saw how effective the Colts' pass rush was against you last week. I feel like. Miles Garrett just could be too much to, to 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 handle. The more I think about it, I don't know why I've picked the Ravens because it's not just that. It's a Darius Smith re- revenge yeah. game as well. It's gonna be big. Uh, so the Browns definitely winning that one, but I've made the pick now. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have pick. to stick, stick with, with it. it. It's the Ravens. Okay, we'll go with the uh, the Panthers Vikings now. Uh, I'll start with this one, and I'm they've got to win one, so I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I've gone with them. I think I went with them last week. Uh, they lost. I went with them the first week. They lost. <laughs> so. Just win a game with you, Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings are probably the best 0-3 team in the league, aren't they? Yeah, uh, easily. Their offense looks great. It's just that defense. But is the Panthers' offense threatening enough to make that Vikings' defense crumble? I'm not sure. Especially I think, with the poor run game that they had yeah, last week. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think the Vikings will do enough to... Uh, they'll score enough points on offense anyway to just outlast the Panthers. Absolutely. One we agree on. <laughs> one we agree on, yeah. Uh, Titans-Bengals. You can go for this one. Who are you picking? Uh, I've picked the Bengals. They got back on track this week, and especially against the Titans, they've just looked so boring and lackluster this year. Uh, Tannehill hasn't looked good at all. Um, the Bengals' front seven isn't half bad as well, so I expect them to give Derek Henry problems potentially. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. I'm also going to go with the Bengals. I just feel like the Titans have nothing on offense. Um I know that we know how bad the Titans cornerbacks are as well. <laughs> you coming up against the the best three receive like the best receiver group probably in the NFL. I just feel like if Burrow can <laughs> put some deep heat on that car, yeah. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, Saints versus the Bucks. Who are you going for here? It, I think this actually this all depends on if Derek Carr's injured, and I'm going to put that <laughs> disclaimer that's, in that's straight a away. Big asterisk, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it I is. mean, regardless, I've gone with the Saints. Um, okay. But I think you're right. I think if Jameis plays, you know, we saw we saw like the Saints were beating the Packers 17-0. Jameis comes in and they lose 18-7. Yeah. That's so worrying. can Jameis do anything against the Bucks? I don't know. Maybe a little revenge game for him going back going He's back and playing Tampa yeah, Bay. He's done it before. Uh, but yeah, no, I've I've picked the Saints. That Saints defense is for real. Um, yep. I think Baker's going to struggle against it. And we know what usually happens in the Marshawn Lattimore, Mike <laughs> Evans matchup. Marshawn usually comes out on ready. top, doesn't yeah, he? Get uh, your popcorn ready. Yeah, potential. I'll tell you what, what. What do we say? We betting on a fight in that game? I'm going to go with yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I will say is, even if it is Jameis starting, I feel like if you give him the full week to prep for starting this job, I think he'll get the job done. Yeah, so. I think that's a good point. Yeah, I'm still going to go with the Saints as well. Next up, we have the Bills versus the Dolphins. Probably the game best game. Of the week, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably game of the week, actually. I was going to say just the early game, but it is probably game of the week. Uh, oh, I am going to go with the Dolphins. I've gone with the Bills. Oh, I like yeah, it. I think I like the Bills it. at home. Uh, I think, obviously, home advantage just makes such a difference in the NFL. But for me, it's the fact that the Dolphins have had such a high. Often you see teams just Crumble sort of dip high, after yeah. that. Um, and I think the Bills, people need to take them seriously. I mean, that Washington offense was very good throughout the first two weeks and they held them to three points. That defense, I think that defense is going to give the Dolphins enough problems where they're not scoring as much as they have done. Obviously, they're still going to be uh, putting up, I reckon they'll put up 30 points on the Bills, but I just wonder whether the Bills can just outscore them. 
I mean, yeah, Josh Allen's really got to step up if he's going to outscore this uh, Dolphins offense. It's just going to be one of them. You know, it's prime time. It's going to be the one on Sky. You know, I'm excited for it. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Next up, Bears Broncos. I'm going to go first. I am picking the Bears. You're going to pick the Bears. I'm going to pick the Bears. I just feel like this is Vance, a broken if, man. If Vance Joseph is still defensive coordinator, I do not see us winning a game. I really yeah. don't. Um, I, if there's a game where Justin Fields susses it out, it's going to be against the worst defense in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, something's got to change for Denver. You know, I just don't see uh, our offense outscoring whatever our defense gives up. I just I I see no scenario where that happens. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you make a good point, and I do think Chicago offense will get clicking in this game. But regardless, I've gone with the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, I think your offense has looked good throughout the first three weeks, especially in comparison to last year, and we've seen how poor the Bears' defense has been. I I just think. I do think weirdly this game will be a bit of a shootout. I think that this could yeah. be an offensive this could be an offensive game where we see both offenses putting up points when uh we've seen both teams like really struggle as a whole over the last few weeks but you're not going to see long drives. I no. feel like it's going to be uh, you know the classic shootout yep. 50 yard touchdowns left and right. What so. do you reckon 54 15? <laughs> it's going to be the uh, what was it the the Rams Chiefs yeah. game 451. That's what I'm calling. But it's funny because people are acting like this is going to be a really bad game. And I guess like, I guess it's funny because it they're be, two very poor teams coming yeah. off some very bad weeks. But It could be comically entertaining. It could be. Co- I, that's the way I would describe <laughs> it. Comically entertaining, yeah. Next up, Eagles versus the Commanders. I am going with the Eagles. Yeah, big divisional game. But especially after Washington just fell apart last week yeah. against the Bills. Yeah, I'll take the Eagles I think as well. If they're playing against if the commanders are playing against a strong defense, we're gonna see them struggle. They're coming up against the best defensive line in the game. We're gonna see Sam Howe struggle again. You need Jalen Hurts to step up. That's the yeah. one thing that's got to happen for the Eagles. Yeah, because that Washington defense is no joke. So the Eagles are gonna need a decent game out of him. Uh it'd be good to see AJ Brown keep himself going as well. And DeAndre Swift, I wonder whether he can continue his streak of hundred yard games. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the Texans versus the Steelers. I am going to go with the Texans. Oh, see, see, I've gone with the Steelers, okay. but I like that you've gone with the Texans because I think the Texans I, need some respect I'm here. a big Kenny Pickett fan as well. And I'm yeah, you the are, Texans yeah. Well. And I, I'm a big CJ Stroud I've, fan. I've so. bought into CJ Stroud as well, man. I think he's so good. I think if that Texans offense continues the way that it left off last week, it's going to be really, really strong. Uh the only worrying thing is they're coming up against that Steelers defense, which is scary as <laughs> scary as hell. Yeah, um, I mean, I just piggyback off that as well. I mean, not just the defense as a whole, but TJ Watt alone. I mean, we're talking about uh, offensive line that struggled throughout the start of the season, missing Laramie Tunsil. If he's not back for Week Four, oh yeah, they're in trouble. Yeah. Oh no, I've got to stick with my gut. I'm stick going with the Texans. Uh, Chargers versus the Raiders is the first of the early slate. Sam, who are you going for? Uh, I've gone with the Chargers. I mean, the Raiders have just done nothing to impress me throughout the start of this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be honest, the Chargers haven't impressed me either. Yeah, but at least they got back on track last one week. Win, so. Yeah, exactly. Two one and two teams usually breeds like a, and especially a divisional game. It's going to be a very uh, interesting tie, game. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, I I think yeah, I'd expect um, I'd expect the Chargers to be able to take this one. I mean, yeah. the Raiders' defense isn't anything too special. We have another big game Charlotte from Jones. her, but you know, they are still not Charlotte allowed Jones. near the team. So yeah, yeah he's got, still I'm having a breakdown. Yeah, <laughs> go with the Chargers. 49ers Cardinals. 
we talked ab- about how good the Cardinals are turning out to be, but there is no chance in hell they win oh, this game. Oh, no, really? I've gone with the Niners. Yeah, I've gone say. with the Niners. But I tell you what, let's give the Cardinals some respect. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, Cardinals take the lead in the first quarter. Like, Cardinals will go 7 0 up. Yeah, they'll start And it'll the ball. be like 10 10 <laughs> or something like that. Third quarter will come round and the Niners will win by 20. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't see the Niners not winning by 20. Mm. I mean, the Cardinals are a good. Like we, we said that Cardinals yeah, aren't as let's bad. Let's take them some. Yeah, yeah let's Cardinals give them some aren't as bad as we thought. It's just they're coming up against the best team in the NFL. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. The, Josh Dobbs is going to struggle against a defense that holds Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Hufanga. Scary. You know, it's. It's going to be tough for him. And the Cardinals O-line is quite young. And yeah. I think they're going to struggle against rookie, such a good Niners D-line. Up against Nick Bosa's. It's going to it's be gonna, tough for him. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys-Patriots. I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, and it's in Dallas. So you expect Dallas to bounce back. I think the Patriots offense is going to struggle. But I've got down the Patriots taking Whoa. this win. Okay, I'm going with the Cowboys. This is the most we've got against yeah, each other. Yeah, well, well, the thing is, is I think, I think we... I've played a lot of my last predictions straight off like what you see on paper. And I think you've got to take into account things like this Patriots defense is going to give Dak Prescott problems. Yeah, it will. It will. Especially after the week he's just had against the Cardinals. I just feel like if that run game is going to continue, I, I, you know, if Tony Pollard's able to put up another 100 yard game, it's it's just in Dak's hands to, yeah. to, to see out the game. That's all that's needed. Now, Let's give Tony Pollard the ball in the red zone. We yeah, might actually get exactly. somewhere this week. I'd love that too. I'd love the points on <laughs> fantasy. We've got now the Monday night game, which was probably the Monday night game thinking Aaron Rodgers was going to start. This would have been an incredible it game, would wouldn't it? It's really game. disappointing to see it knowing that it's going to be Zach Wilson instead. I think we can both agree it's the Chiefs will take this one. Absolutely. I do expect the Jets defense to give Mahomes trouble, though. I mean, we saw in week one Mahomes struggle against the Lions uh, defense. I, uh, they I didn't c- look great against the Jags defense, so I think I the Jets will give him a run. But but I could see it being Mahomes throws an early interception, but then throws three touchdowns. That's yeah, that's very it. true. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the Chiefs are winning this. You know, you can, you'll see the source Gardner one interception, and then uh, yeah. you'll see Mahomes just ball out for the rest of the game. Yeah, exactly. I reckon Chris Jones with a couple of sacks as well. That's oh, my yeah. call against that Jets O line. Finally, Monday Night Football: Giants versus the Seahawks. Who are you going for? Oh, the Giants just don't do enough to make me want to pick them anymore. It's it's going to be the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks look good this week, uh, and they looked good last week. I mean, ever since like week one, they obviously struggled, but. They've come off that. They've played really well. So I expect them to take themselves to 3-1 and one this week. I'm also going to agree. I do not see the Giants beating the Seahawks. Uh, Geno Smith being the game manager that he is, and especially with this emergence of Kenneth Walker, that run game is looking really, really good. Um, Seahawks have a strong offensive line. Is that going to be enough to stop that scary defensive line from the Giants? I think it will be enough. And obviously they've got the receiving threats to get through the game as well. So I'm picking the Seahawks. That's a wrap. Week three is now in the books. My God, I'm desperate for a win this week. Yeah. Please, Denver, just do something. Uh, I think you're feeling kind of the same after the I mean, yeah, I think we both like a bounce back. I mean, arguably my season isn't struggling as much as yours is. (laughs) But, yeah, let's get bounce back from Denver and Baltimore, please. This podcast is a lot more fun when we can talk about wins for our own (laughs) team, right? I think we both hated that each of our segments talking about Denver and Baltimore. So let's get back in the win column. Absolutely. Another great week of football and we'll be back next week to go through it all over again.